welcome to the Fuckers podcast. I'm Becky. I'm Ollie. And um, this is episode nine. Can you believe it? No. We are. I, I know. You'll notice that we're back on Zoom, and um, partly because of Omicron, partly because Ollie and I live quite far away from each other, and this time Zoom Zoom worked out better. Um. And today, Ollie, what are we talking about? Unpack the theme a little bit. So with a new year coming in, we thought it'd be helpful to look at what do we actually mean by success? What is success in youth work? Sometimes it can be a bit of a C with loads of external expectations and slightly kind of vague sense of failure. Um, so it would be good to, at thought we thought at the start of the year to look at what, all right, new year, what are we actually trying to do? What does success mean in youth and children's ministry in the church? Yeah, and I think like part of our reason for wanting to cover this topic is obviously it's been a really tough couple of years and most of us probably feel like we haven't we haven't come anywhere close to success in our youth yeah. or kids ministry. We've struggled on and struggled on and um, perhaps we haven't seen the successes that we hoped for or, um, you know, we've measured it in a way that perhaps isn't helpful or useful. And so we felt that it's not been very successful. We want to unpack a little bit today, don't we, about like how we measure success and perhaps which are useful ways and which are not so useful ways. And I think it does provide us an opportunity as well. All our old measures of success, which may or may not have been useful, have sort of taken a bit of a pasting over the last couple of years. And so it gives a good opportunity to reflect on what are we actually, what are we actually trying to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, should do. So most people measure, I think, measure success by numbers of people, numbers of activities or programs, um, or by you know, how busy we are. Yeah, and um, I, I'd qualify that too. I think people, yeah. even even those of us who think we don't measure our success by numbers and number of programs and how popular the things that we do are, I think all of us, all of us do. And I was made aware of that. Like I've never cared about numbers, but when I talk to other people, sometimes the temptation to to slip in the numbers of people coming, obviously if it, if it went well, um, can overwhelm. And that's a weird thing, I think. Yeah, and I think my numbers are. I'm not saying that. I don't think numbers are totally not useful because <laughs> they can be. Like if no one's coming to your staff, then you need to kind of mix things and change things up a little bit. Um, but I think when we only measure stuff by numbers or how busy we are or the number of activities and programs, then actually sometimes I think we get bogged down in that stuff. And we're focusing too much on the wrong thing. Um, when one of the more important things to do is to be allowing space for God to do transformation in their kids and youth work ministries that we are a part of. And if we're too focused on numbers, sometimes but not enough focused on that, which is the main thing that we're hopefully there for. We want God to transform young people's lives. And um, so we should be putting as much focus on that as we are on how many people are coming and whether people mm. are engaging in that or not. And numbers will lie to you a bit, I think, as well. If you're trying to use that as a success for measurement, like I think at the moment, the COVID, I think, showed that 
actually the number of people coming doesn't necessarily equate to the number of people engaging and I think a lot of us have found that that the the people who we thought were core and the people who we thought were like oh yeah yeah they're really engaging maybe they weren't so much it's just that they were turning up um and when they didn't have to turn up because covid and stuff then they stopped coming and also I think numbers lie a bit because uh it's totally relative to where you are and what your context is um if you're out in a more rural context with not very many young people and not very many facilities and not much of a budget the statistics back up you'll have smaller youth work and all of the biggest youth works around the country are in are in wealthy large cities that's just it's just common sense like if you've got loads of people around and you've got big resources to run fun things you'll get more people that doesn't necessarily mean that it's successful or not successful yeah. it's just a well, product yeah and at the end of the day more bums on seats doesn't necessarily mean more people transformed <laughs> and no. so we kind of need to be looking at yeah investing in what we have who we have and fostering that kind of environment that invites and welcomes new people but also builds lasting deep community that's providing opportunities for young people to encounter God for themselves, to be transformed by God them, for themselves. Um, and I guess that's a better measurement, isn't it? Like how many people have, have we seen anybody transformed? <laughs> how, many, yeah. how many people have we seen transformed? Or are we providing, how many opportunities have we provided for young people or children to meet with God? And um, those are kind of, measurements i guess that are perhaps a bit better to use than how many people are, have come yeah and it's important going in knowing what what we're trying for so if one of your aims is to uh reach out to people who aren't churched for example that's a useful aim because you know the people who are churched and the people who aren't churched that's an, a good way to measure and so if all of your, so I, for example, I was, I was running a, a Friday night youth group and it was planned to be an outreach activity, more of a bridge building so that people could experience the church community in a, in a non kind of threatening way. And uh, this was pre COVID. And I started to notice that the only people coming were people from with Christian parents, um, which is, it, that's fine, but that wasn't the aim of, the group and so then you start to question whether or not it's being successful it was fun people were coming we we're having a nice time um and actually I, I was challenged by that and thought well maybe we should stop it um and then as I came to the point to talk to the young people about that to say is this group successful maybe and gently kind of say should we what ways can we help you to bring friends who aren't Christian and then I looked around and like five people there weren't like from Christian homes and then on that evening um when I'd kind of shared that thing, a young person came up to me and said, she, she, like, she was a bit um, like clearly upset. And I was like, oh no, I said the wrong thing. And um, she came up to me and was like, actually, I've been thinking about becoming a Christian. I'd like to know how you do that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's success. For me, you know, like that was amazing. Um, but it's about knowing what you're aiming for, I think. Otherwise it can become really oppressive and we get, I, maybe this is just me, but I think we get lots of expectations put on us when we work for a church 
from lots of different people, whatever their particular hobby horses at the time. And I think we need to do the work of bedding in with God and being like, God, what have you put me and my team here to do? And how can we, how can we do that and do that well, the best we can? Yeah, I think as well, like sometimes we're a bit too hard on ourselves. So like we think we haven't, we haven't done a good job because we haven't seen, you know, amazing miracles happen or... <laughs> speak yourself I see that in my youth work every week or we've got you know we want we really want to see the work grow and it just hasn't been or the opposite has happened and there's been decline because of covid and um I think sometimes we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves that like we haven't done a good job when actually some of those outcomes are like nothing to do with us (laughs) like none of us caused the pandemic or like lots of lots of people obviously have seen a decline in their in their numbers but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing a worse job now than they were before it's just that like the trend trends are that people are just more inconsistent with church attendance and stuff and that's seen you know across the board um but I think the important thing to remember and thing I always try and remind myself of is um like to focus on the little small wins like you said like when young people say you know a little thing to you that you think wow like they've really changed their opinion on that or they've really grown in the last year or or a parent comes and says thank you for providing something or you know for having an impact on their young person like those are the little small wins that I think we need to cling on to sometimes because we don't always get like an overwhelming sense that we're doing a good job or that things have gone well especially with the last two years of stuff happening and with the yeah. pandemic and um, like we have to cling on to those small wins to to as fuel to keep going sometimes and I think it's important to hold on to the bigger picture in terms of and and looking backwards can be really helpful for that obviously week in week out we can feel discouraged particularly if like sessions go badly or um you know just something can come along and rock us but um I've mentioned it in other podcasts, but some of the proudest moments of me are when I look back on young people's lives, young people who are older now, and I see the cool and brilliant lives that they're leading. And it's not, you know, our youth ministry doesn't take full credit for that, but we played a part in that. And and often young people will say, yeah, you know, you really did. And I think that that's much slower. You can't see it in the moment. It's taken 10 years, but actually looking backwards being like, yeah, this is good. This is a good thing. God use, has used us to do something good. And I'm glad that we did it. Yeah. And I think as well, like in those moments and times where we might feel really discouraged about our youth or kids ministry that we're doing, like I think sometimes that's when we need to go back and revisit like the vision and the, the goals and the aims of why we're doing it and the things that we want to see happen and sometimes we have to do that like as as individuals and sometimes we have to do that as a team I think and it can be difficult to like come up with goals and stuff especially in the climate that we've been in where you can't really plan very far ahead and we're not really sure whether we're going to be able to do anything and (laughs) we don't know if we're going to see the outcomes that we want to see sometimes we might think like what's the point in even setting any goals because we don't know if we're going to get anywhere um but I think that really helps with like measuring not that we want to measure success necessarily 
but um it really helps with measuring that like how well you're doing and whether you're on track with you know where you want your ministry to go um and I think the other thing is the main thing is like we bring our best and it's God who does the rest like we don't have to do everything we don't have to use every hour under the sun to and um, be doing youth or kids ministry I think at the end of the day like ultimate success is measured in faithfulness <laughs> like that's the important thing about ministry like it isn't numbers it isn't the programs it isn't how busy we are but really it's are we doing what God has asked us to do are we being obedient to that to that calling um, and I think that's a far better measure of success than numbers is mm. and it requires uh it requires a deeper kind of relationship with god you can do the whole programs and numbers stuff without really thinking about god much bring out some bible verses every so often that you need to do have a bit of prayer time but actually yeah. if you're trying to be faithful to where god's called you i mean that's confusing sometimes but again bigger picture i think you can kind of think okay i know god's asked god's called me here i'm I'm doing the, the best that I can with the ministry that he's given me. And exactly all of us, you know, we want that good and faithful servant moment. That's a, a different measure of success. And that does not mean to say we don't set goals and all that kind of stuff. But I think ultimately we're trying to serve God and serve people and be faithful to God's calling. Yeah. And I think it does require a bit more effort on our part, because like you say, like we need to be more in tune with, what we need to be in tune with what God has called us and asked us to do and part of that requires us continually asking God what do you want me to do today like what do you what do you want us to achieve this term and um, you know who are the what are the activities and who are the people that are on his heart that we we need to be reaching or doing more for or like tailoring our programs and stuff around um, and like at the end of the day we we are kind of going and moving into where God already is working like it's not like we're trying to bring God into places where he isn't already because he's everywhere um and I think sometimes we forget that and so it's about asking like God where are you already moving and where do you want me to kind of tag along with what you're already doing mm. uh, and sometimes that takes the pressure off us um, and puts it back on where it should be really with God who who is in charge and in control of everything we don't have that control um and actually that's that paves the way for more fruitful ministry sometimes most of and the time it, yeah and and it brings about like a greater humility as well because I think if we think it all depends on us and our brilliance and our genius if it goes badly we'll feel the rubbish if it goes well, we'll be like, oh, isn't God lucky to have me on his team? And actually, yeah. not really, it's not about us. I'm, I, we're not Jesus. We're not the Holy Spirit. We're not doing the stuff in people's lives. We're just trying to create the opportunity and we're, jo we're joining in. And I think that, yeah. that can be quite freeing. Um, and it helps to detach from some... Because it's always it's easier to grumble. I think that's the other thing about ministry. Like, it's much easier to complain about how something's gone and and moan about how it could be better than it is to say oh 
targeted and specifically these are the things that are good and going well in your ministry and i think that rubs off on us so if we've got that depth of kind of spiritual journeying with god and also i think a good way to measure success is to also have faithful friends who are quite happy to to call you out and know a bit what's going on if you've got a good team or like friends who understand ministry to kind of go just be reminded about what success really is and yeah, yeah. I find that really helpful yeah and I think the thing with humility and the ego thing like sometimes we think we're like we're built it's all about our ministry <laughs> or our calling you know this is our thing or or we have to take responsibility because we're the main paid youth worker or we're the person in charge of the kids or youth work and um, but the hint is in that bible verse isn't it the well done good and faithful servant like we're serving God in, in the ministry that we do. Like it's his ministry. We're just a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so like, actually we need to sometimes recognize our place within that. Like the responsibility isn't all on us. Um, and it isn't, it isn't for us to kind of, to shape it how we want it. Sometimes what we want is what God wants, <laughs> but sometimes like it can be those kind of like selfish or worldly measurements of success that we want when actually what God's looking for is just obedience. Yeah. And it's not always, it's not always easy. Um, but I think having that point of measurement, because we won't always see the fruit of what we do. Sometimes the stuff, you know, biblically speaking, looking at Jesus's ministry, it didn't look all that successful right away um obviously it was pretty successful but looking looking from the outside you, yeah. you may not have no people may not have noticed it um in you know and so being able to go to god and and know that that's where our security comes from and have i been faithful to what you've called me to do and and am i leading well if you're in charge of the youth ministry or the children's ministry Am I leading in the direction you've called me to lead? Am I being that good servant? Um, and it can it can toughen us up a bit, I think, if we're in that place to to hear bad feedback, to know where it's useful, and to ignore it when it's useless, and to hear good feedback, um, and you know, not not have it all hang on how we're feeling at the time. Totally, and I think obviously, like Jesus had the critics as well, people saying like, "Who is he, and what the heck is he doing?" Um, and I think, you know, sometimes when we receive that negative feedback, whether it's like a parent questioning something that we're doing or like young people who say they didn't enjoy it or we just, you know, we take the lack of involvement or engagement or attendance to mean that we're not doing a good job. Like we have to kind of measure all those things um, like not putting too much importance on that because I think sometimes sometimes it's like it's valid like you said like we need to weigh up that criticism and think okay could could we have done better or have we made mistakes here or you know could could someone have got injured <laughs> all those kind of things um but also yeah we need to measure that in a fair way that doesn't doesn't make us think oh we're doing a terrible job or you know we must resign or make a formal apology to everybody like that that all needs to be measured I guess yeah like you said I think it's 
like it can be really important as well if you're part of a team to kind of do that analyzing together so like if you've had bad feedback like and you're the one who's received it because you're the one in charge like quite because you're the paid worker or because you're the main volunteer who runs the ministry sometimes we think we have to take that negative feedback just on us as well and that actually you know we don't want to burden anybody by sharing it or like we we feel like we're the one who has to analyze the work to find out whether it's successful or not or maybe we're not even analyzing it and we're just making our own assumptions based on the, the numbers thing or the fact that we're feeling a bit deflated about what we're doing um, I think sometimes it can be really useful, like at the end of a session, we've just done a youth or a kids club, um, to sit as a team and do a brief debrief of that activity so that you're all contributing into that so that everybody has more ownership of it as well. And I think when you do that, you're less likely to feel downhearted about how things have gone because somebody else will see it from a different perspective and think, oh, actually, you know, this bit went really well <laughs> when you're focusing on something that didn't go well or a talk that you thought you could have done better or some young person's bad behaviour or a negative comment that was shared or, you know, sometimes we hone in on certain things when actually we can't see the bigger picture until we hear the other perspectives into it, into the mix. And I think also as, as the leader of the, the activity, if we're the person in charge like sometimes it's really helpful for us to facilitate that analyzing or debrief at the end of activities so that nobody else goes home thinking what am I even doing here if we've done a really bad job um because then we're we're taking care of the team properly and we're like making sure that people feel valued and it, it equals better volunteer retention I think yeah, and someone needs to hold the vision, either collectively across the team, but I think there needs to be a person, whether it's you or someone else, who constantly reminds us what we're doing and why we're doing it. Because stuff changes. Like, something that's really, really good for a time can move on, or something that doesn't look like it's bearing much fruit yet is can still be the right thing because you know what you're there for, and this is the best way yeah. that you as a team, yeah. human flawed that you are, can go about trying to achieve that goal. And I think it is helpful, as well as the bigger picture stuff, to have some, some targeted goals that you can control. Um, what, you know, if that's, we want to run a group in a school. So, okay, our goal is to try and build connections with the school and you can measure in two years time. But some of them, aren't helpful and again yeah it's about wisdom and discernment I remember someone trying to set a target once that there had to be a certain number of converts in a ministry per per month or whatever or per, per week I don't know what it was some silly thing but you know that's just a misunderstanding of how evangelism works and that can lead to ineffective work because you start to see people as numbers quick get them in oh can you can you pray the prayer quick now because I've got to reach reach my quota for the month um so although sometimes those things can be helpful to keep us going and spur us on I think yeah you need to make sure we need to make sure we're doing it in a wise thoughtful and not pressured environment not from a place of fear but from a place of joy and 
and and looking to looking to God who yeah is on our side and sometimes we're privileged enough to catch a glimpse of the fruit of the work that we do um but sometimes we don't see any but I think the main thing is that we recognize our place as people who sow the seeds and trust that God will do the work and we trust at the same time that there will be some fruit we might not ever get to see it but if we've been obedient to what God's asked us to do then there will be fruit whether we see it or not and I think like that's that's the important thing isn't it at the end of the day so there we go there we go that's how we measure success that's how we measure success it'd be good to hear other people's thoughts on how they kind of keep themselves accountable and things if you've got any ways that you find helpful to to spur yourself on and to help yourself grow and things love to hear them as always like share subscribe and um, that's how you'll find us again it's how it helps other people find us all the algorithms um and yeah we want to say thank you for listening and we yeah. hope that however you're kind of you sit on the success scale whether you think you're doing a good job or not that you will feel that you are a good and faithful servant in your ministry um, and we're totally praying that for you yeah and and actually if you don't and if you don't have people around you to encourage you and support you and keep you accountable then get in touch with us that's kind of what that's kind of what we're for if you're feeling out on a limb on your own we've talked about all this team stuff and you're like i don't have that reach out me and becky are quite happy to talk that stuff through with you together to pray with you to to, to go through all right well where is your ministry successful and be that helpful outside critical friend who points out what's good and and maybe helps to grow not that we're the best for any but it's just that we're outside and we want to support yeah we want to cheer you on and encourage you and support you if we can and all of that's free through through, through youth work plus so yeah get in touch if that if you want some of that um, cool. other than that thanks for listening see you in episode 10 <laughs>